0: This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast or at Quincy Wheeler1 on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Well, I hope everyone's been having a good time as spring training begins. The games begin Friday. So, uh, very soon after you hear this episode, we'll have a Cactus League opener with the Guardians and the Reds. In other notable Guardians news, Jason Kipnis retired. It kind of made me think where does Kipnis rank in terms of all time second baseman for the Guardians. Now for overall wins above replacement, Kipnis is pretty far up there. There's Nat Lejaway, there's Bobby Avila, there's Joe Gordon and there's jason kipnis so somewhere around 20 at uh, fourth uh 20.7 war for kipnis according to Fangraphs. robbie alomar right there 18.9 war now if we look at war wins above replacement per game rate so rather than looking at an overall wins above replacement looking more at how a player accumulated value in the games that they played the rankings would be more something like nap Lageaway. he is still tops he produced 0.046 wins of our replacement per game robbie Almar, a hall of famer as well just like nap lejaway produced 0.04 wins of replacement per game joe gordon 0.038 wins of replacement per game interestingly enough through only 214 games andres jimenez is up there at 0.032 wins above replacement for games so if jimenez can keep up the good work that he's done in cleveland he could end up pretty high on this list when all said and done at least according to uh overall wins above replacement even but also win shares per game and cesar hernandez had a real good year honestly a uh, little over a year with the Guardians, he produced .023 wins per game. Rig Stevenson, .023 wins per game. Bobby Avila, .021 wins per game. Uh, and then we get to Kipnis, .018 wins per game. In Kipnis' peak years, 2012 through 2016, he produced .024 wins wins a year, putting him somewhere around fifth, fourth, depending on how you count Andre Jimenez, fourth or fifth in the rankings if you look at his peak years. And I think that's probably where I would put Kipnis. I, I think I would say that longevity counts for something in this game, and I'd put Lejeway Robbie Alomar, Joe Gordon, and Kipnis, making Kipnis the fourth best second baseman in club history at this point. When I look back at Kipnis' career, I mean, I think of a lot of emotional things. I, I love his saxophone walk-up song. He used to always love it when it would come on because you felt like something good was going to happen. Uh, later in his career, unfortunately, it became a little bit sad because you, you didn't know if he was really going to be able to pull it off, but you always kind of had that hope for something bigger From the beginning, when he first came up, his first hit was a walk-off RBI single, and uh, that was the first Guardians hitter since the RBI became an official statistic to walk off a game with his first hit. Uh, Some of the notes I'm going to share are from an article that Joe Noga wrote for Cleveland.com, so I'll share a link to that in the description. He did a good job kind of summarizing some of the highlights of Kipnis' career, and he uh, equal to club record for a rookie hitter by homering in four consecutive games. That was kind of a theme for Kipnis. He would tend to get super hot or super cold. And when he was hot, he was one of the best hitters in baseball. And being a second baseman, uh, that really added to his value. Uh, now, his first full season in the Major, 2012, was great. He had a really great start to the season. He ranked among the leaders in the American League in home runs, RBIs, runs, hits, and steals, and then had a tough time in the second half of the year, which is pretty common for young players. He was the second player in club history with 10 home runs and 20 steals before the All-Star break uh, behind Grady Sizemore, who did that in 2007 and 2008. Uh, it was a breakout season in 2013 for Kipnis. He went to the All-Star game. He led the team in runs, hits, RBI, and steals. He got the team, helped the team get to the playoffs. 84 RBI, were the most RBI since Robbie Alomar in 2001 for a Cleveland second baseman. Uh, He had a great June. He would have these months where he just went absolutely on fire. And uh, he doubled home a run in the All-Star game and caught the final out of the game uh, in the American League victory in the All-Star game and finished 11th in voting for the American League MVP. So 2013 was a pretty great year for Kipnis, and it led to him getting an extension, a six-year, $52.5 million extension. Uh, 2014 was a rough time for Kipnis. He had an oblique strain. He had a hamstring injury. And after the season, he had a finger injury and a fractured hamate bone. So it was a lot for him in 2014. didn't turn out so well. 2015, though, he bounced back, made the All-Star team again, and had career highs in hits, doubles, triples, average and on-base percentage. That was a great year for Kipnis. Uh, I remember 2015, you know, not especially a great year for the Guardians, but a great year for Kipnis. Uh, He had... uh, Hit safely in 29 straight home games from May to July 6th. Uh, That was the second longest home hitting streak in club history. That was kind of the time where you felt like anytime you saw him at the plate, he was going to get a hit. And that was the May where he absolutely went on fire. 51 hits in the month of May, most for that month in club history. That was (laughs) so exciting. I remember that and it felt like, oh, hey, Kipnis is back to who we know he could be. Eddie, he he pretty much continued that in 2016, helping the team uh, get to the World Series and just fall a little short, of course, of winning the World Series. But, man, Kipnis was so great. That was was definitely the year where it was like, man, the song that Kipnis uses just makes you feel so good. Just feels like the team's going to come back. And, of course, his nickname being Dirtbag. He just exemplified that kind of never-say-die attitude, that blue-collar, hard-working, you-can-count-on-us attitude of the team. I remember after the Gar- the Guardians, the Indians beat the Blue Jays to go to the World Series, Kipnis talking to reporters saying, hey, people keep saying we're dog bleep. And we are dog bleep, but we're dog bleep that's going to beat you. Like It was just he exemplified everything about that team's attitude. I I think he and Jose were kind of the heart and soul of that team and how they just went to work every day and did their job and and just kept going no matter what. And uh, Kibnis, of course, really uh, related well to Jose and to uh, Frankie Lindor, Francisco Lindor, and everything that he did, and it was fun to see. Um, He had... Four home runs and eight RBI in 15 games in the postseason. His four homers were third most in uh, Indians postseason history behind Tommy, who hit six in 1998, and Alomar, who hit five in 1997. Kind of forget how good he was in the playoffs. And he scored in game seven from second base on a wild pitch in the fifth inning. And I, there's so much that happened in that game seven. It's kind of hard to remember it all, but if you – Again, stomach going back and watching it, you'll see how crucial Kipnis was to that team. And of course, there's a lot of debate about the foul ball that Kipnis hit in the bottom of the ninth. And really, it was all just that momentary, just millisecond of time when he swung the bat that you thought for just a millisecond of time, oh, maybe that might get out. And I think once you went on from that millisecond, you understood, okay, it probably doesn't have enough. And it landed pretty far foul and not really that close to a home run, but it is the kind of swing where if he hits that ball fair, it's at least a double. So if he could hit it in the right timing of that, the swing itself would have produced at least a double, if not a home run. And it's just one of those examples of what might have been. Carlos Santana had a pitch he should have hit out in that inning as well, and it just didn't work out. But... What a team that was. I'll never forget 2016, and Kipnis was a huge part of that. In 2017, Kipnis again had a, an injury-riddled year. He missed 62 games. When he came back, he showed the kind of player he was by being willing to be moved off of second base so Jose Ramirez could play there, and Yandi Diaz, Gio Urshela could play third base, and he even started all the games in the playoffs in center field and played well in the playoffs in center field including making a diving catch against the Yankees. It wasn't really Kipnis' fault that they didn't pull it off and appreciated how he was willing to do whatever he was asked to do. Now, in 2018, he had a really rough start to the season. I think everyone was saying, oh, this, this run's probably over. The second half of the season, though, was a lot better for him uh, with an 8.16 OPS over the last 83 games. And on the way, he became... The first player to reach 1,000 hits, 100 home runs, and 100 steals, as Joe Noga notes in his article. It was nice to see him have a little bit of a renaissance there in the second half of the season. And uh, on September 19th, he hit a grand, uh, a game-winning grand slam. And I remember how great that felt. It was like, oh man, this guy's had so many injuries. It's been so hard but I still love him so much and it was the 1,000th hit of his career and it was just like the first hit of his career, a walk-off winner. That's the kind of magic that Jason Kipnis brought when he played for the Cleveland baseball team. Uh, whenever he did that, man, he he just always seemed to just be part of something special. Uh, in 2019, uh, Kipnis... Had another, you know, solid season, but he had to kind of make things work where he could get at bats and and dealing with some injuries again. And uh, his final swing against Minnesota, uh, Kipnis drove a double off the left field wall and later came around to score on Greg Allen's fielder's choice in the sixth inning. So that was kind of a, a special way to remember his time here. And I think anytime you listen to Kipnis, he really cares about the Cleveland franchise. You could tell how desperately he wanted them to win that World Series. Anytime you hear him talk about their World Series, I don't think any fan wanted them to win that World Series more than Jason Kipnis and Cody Allen did. Whenever I hear them talk about it, players really care about that. They all do. You know, they're all trying to do their best. And obviously, Jose Ramirez signed a super friendly, uh, super team friendly deal to stay here and help the team win a World Series. But you just hear the passion in Kipnis and Allen whenever they talk about how much it meant to them to try to win a World Series in Cleveland. So I'd really appreciate that in Jason Kipnis. I appreciate who he was and the player that he always made himself to be, how hard he worked, his dirtbag mentality, the way that he led the team vocally and on the field and off the field. I hope that the franchise can find ways to keep him involved if Kipnis wants to be a commentator on the game man he was great in the brief times they had him in the booth so i don't care if it's on the radio or if he can somehow please lord jesus replace jensen lewis as a commentator on the game and then eventually rick manning when rick manning retires that would be a thrill for me he's a guy that you know hey maybe his statistics weren't quite as great as the rose-colored glasses of nostalgia and memory make them but he's the kind of player that is so easy to love, and I'm so grateful, came to play for the Cleveland Guardians. It's important to not for, keep, you know, miss that, to not forget to keep track of guys who, hey, maybe they didn't win your World Series, but they made every day going to a game or watching a game fun, knowing that they were on your team, and that you could count on them to give their all. And there's not much more you can say about Kipnis than that he did that every time he stepped on the field in the Cleveland uniform. Thank you, Jason Kipnis. Thanks for being an awesome player and look forward to seeing what you do in your retirement. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.